Hi, and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast that gives you tips and tricks for how to start, grow, and sell your online business. Also take a look at our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more info around how you can make your business better. But for now, here's today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of Elevating Business. And yeah, been a bit of a week of uh, watching the Winter Olympics for us. Yeah. It's been really cool because uh, with the time zones where we are, um, we get to watch it sort of in the afternoon, early yeah. evening. And um, yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Eh? Some yeah, of the, I, I yeah. honestly don't think I've ever watched them before. Yeah, well, I'm, it's um, incredible, the skill yeah. of these Olympians, you know, the... And, yeah. you know, I mean, the downhill, I was watching the downhill skiing yesterday. It's just amazing. You know, basically they ski on this, this slope, which is way too steep, and it's just completely ice. It's, um, yeah, incredible just, how they can even survive it, let alone Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you see them falling, and they just get straight back up again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, um, yeah, absolute athletes. So yeah. It's been enjoyable, hasn't it, for yeah. us this week? And yeah. Just sort of a different thing. Well, you're, you, know. you are you're a skier. Like, you can see the skill and stuff. Like, I, I have skied once <laughs> with, with um, Blair, and I literally did a few runs on the baby slope, and that's about it. So, for me, seeing those is just yeah. Wow. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. But I suppose, you know, that's their skill. That's the what they do as a job and, you know, um, train for it for years and years. So, uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Great to see all the countries, you know, yeah. working together and competing. Yeah. And yeah. I also love the ice skating. Actually. Yeah, you were into the yes. ice skating, weren't you? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just the, yeah. I like the couple when they're doing it as couples. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was good to watch. So, anyway, without further ado, we'll get into this week's topic, which um, talking a wee bit around once you've start once once you've worked out that you're going to start an online business and you've kind of working out what product you want to sell. So, how do you validate that business idea or that product? And that's sort of what we want to focus on today. So a few things to start with, you know, like if you're looking at a product and you think, wow, this is great, that's all good. This is the part that you don't want to skimp on in terms of time. A lot of people just skip through this, you know, and they go, oh, I'll grab that product and I'll sell it. And they spend, you know, months and months and months trying to launch this thing online and, and it just flops because what they haven't done is they haven't validated the product and looked at the competition and things like that. What do you mean validate? So, I mean, making sure that the product isn't way too competitive, it's way too hard to get, way too hard to make, um, you know, but also everything the, like that. there's a demand for it. I guess. Yeah, exactly. There's a demand. Yeah. You've got it 100%. You've got to make sure that there's a demand for the product. Yeah. So all of these factors come into it. So that's what validation of the product means. Good point. Um, so I guess, you know, you want to make sure that there's not a heap of competition I mean, there's always there's always going to be competition online these days, um, and you've got to really approach it with the idea that not a lot of ideas are new. Um, you just want to find a different angle on an idea, so it seems to put you slightly aside from your competition. Oh, do you slightly undercut your competition in terms of pricing? Yeah, well, that's one avenue you can do. You can uh, that is a that is a method of doing it. But you have to be careful with that though, because sometimes being so competitive, if you undercut your competition, sometimes there's no profit left. 
at the end of the day. So you can do it, but it depends what the product is. So a lower valued product, sometimes that's not an option. Higher value products is generally a bit more margin to do that. So, so what we want to talk about is we're going to talk about seven different ways to sort of check your product. Um, and so you can follow those to uh, help you validate what you're looking at at the moment. So what we're assuming here is that you've got a list or um, an idea for a product. So if you don't, then you need to probably go back and, and go through a bit of a brainstorm, you know, and focus on things like, um, you know, what are your interests? What are you good at? What have you got experience in? Um, you know, and those sorts of things. And, and just get a whiteboard and scribble them all down, you know, and try and find a short list of stuff that you think, oh, this I could really get into because it's much better if you do a product that you're actually interested in um, because that that gives you a bit of longevity in the whole thing otherwise you kind of do it and then you give up you know yeah so yeah I think you've got to you know like your product you've got to value your product yeah otherwise it's hard to keep you know hard to keep focused on it and and as I said keep interested so that's that's some of the key things there so the first of these seven ways that I normally look at, um, you know, validating a product is the first one I go to is Amazon. And, and a lot of these you, you can do in different orders. But what I'd do is I would, so for example, if I'm going to go and sell a spatula, a kitchen spatula, what I would do is go to Amazon and I would search kitchen spatulas and I would go to the bestseller list on there. And what you can then do is it gives you all of the bestsellers um, and it shows you how many reviews they've got. So there's heaps of reviews. That's that's a good thing. It shows they're selling quite a lot of them. Um, you can look at your competition. You can look at their pricing, look at their features. So all of that stuff's great. The other thing you can do on Amazon now, there's software like um, AMZ Scout, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes. It's a really good tool you can use to analyze uh, products on Amazon and they give you a heap of information about trying to look at what the products are and price points and how you can beat the, the competition. Um, the other one to look at is when you search for a kitchen spatula on Amazon, you can go to the um, area where customers have also bought. So that shows you other products that are aligned to a kitchen spatula that customers have also bought so why I say that it might mean that you could do a package of a kitchen spatula or a kitchen um I don't I don't know um what else would you, <laughs> you know, a, a he doesn't go in the, in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay point taken <laughs> busted um but you know what I mean like create a, a package so rather yeah. than just sell a kitchen spatula you'd sell a a, a serving spoon um yeah. you know i'm terrible for that sort of thing i put them in my basket and then it recommends all these other things as they go through to the yeah. shopping well, cart there's a reason why they have buying it. about five or six <laughs> other things i didn't need to yeah. buy yeah but that's what people do but so they if, do if if you can rather than selling an individual spatula and spoon to a customer if you can couple them together as a package then you, you know yeah. they're going to buy your product over buying them separately mm. so um, would you give a discount if they well you could because that's the thing you know this yeah. is the thing it's it's all about packaging your product in the right way yeah. um, the other thing you can do is look to improve that product and so go into the reviews that you see in Amazon that's a great place to look at your competition and, and the reviews 
look at what people are saying about that product. They might be saying about your kitchen spatula um, that, oh, you know, we bought this product and it's, um, you know, it, it bent the first day or it broke or, you know, it was too weak or it didn't last. You know, so that's one way you can improve your product so you can make a stronger spatula that then deals with that customer's pain point. Okay, and that's what we're after. We're after making your product different, you know, so you're beating the competition by improving on people's experiences with the other people's products. Yeah. And always, you know, like on Amazon, you can review the products and actually answer and make sure you answer questions or answer people's reviews. And, you know, someone says, oh, this is broken, make sure you get back to them and say, oh, I'm so sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's with your own products. You know, you know I'm talking about looking at other responding. people's products. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, if you're reviewing someone's product, um, you're looking at their reviews. And if they're good, they will have replied to all of these. You're exactly right. You know, if you're selling on Amazon, you need to be re- replying to customers' mm, reviews. Because, like you say, or the, like I, if I'm buying a product on Amazon, I look at people's reviews. Yeah. Yeah, people look at the reviews. So use that as a tool to, to verify your product or look to improve your product based on what people are saying. Yeah, definitely important. Uh, so the second uh, tip we'd give you is Google Keyword Tool. Okay, so basically what you can do is go to Google and use the Keyword Tool to put in a keyword, and that might be Kitchen Spatula, uh, and that will give you a range of information about uh, how popular that keyword is, how much traffic it's going to get, uh, and also how um, expensive it would be if you wanted to do paid advertising to sell your product. Okay, so that a couple of key areas which you can look at because if you're going into a market and kitchen spatulas have, um, if, you know, if they have a huge amount of traffic, then um, by looking on Google Keyword, then that's great. You know you've got a, a big market to sell to. So that's that would be the second one. Third one is Google Trends. So you can type in kitchen spatula into Google Trends and that will show you and you can spread it out over five years and show you the trend for that product. So ideally you want a trend that's stable. So it might be going up and down, but it will be stable over those five years. Um, or you can see if it's going up or even if it's going down. So if it's going down, that could mean that it's a product that's like fidget spinners. You know, they were big three or four years ago. Um, not that I bought ever bought one, but apparently they were the trend. So they, if you Google, um, if you go Google trends on fidget spinners, I think you would probably see the trend over the last five years as a downward trend. So again, would you go and invest into a fidget spinner uh, product? Probably not. So you want to do that to make sure your product's you know going to be yeah, stable. but surely somebody took a hit at some point to start selling fidget spinners to start them yep. start the trend. Absolutely, and so that is a good point, and it's it's something that you can do with a product. You can be you a groundbreaker. You know, backup you, of some money behind you. You do, yeah. Like I mean, that's that's what we would call sort of real product development, like real breaking product development. Um, there's a high level of risk doing that because you don't know whether your, you know, it's your product's not on the market, so you don't yeah. know whether, um, you know, that's going to work or not. Um, the other way of spinning that one out, so to speak, is you can jump in on the trend. Like if it's if fidget spinners have been trendy yeah. in the last two months, you've probably got, you know, with that sort of 
um, gimmicky toy sort of thing, there is generally a trend in, in a, a short-term period where yeah. they're going well. So you yeah. can jump in on that in the first, say, couple of months, ride it for a year, and then sell your business or move You'd on to You'd have to keep a, a real close check on it and make, you know, a yeah. pull out. You'd want to sell and pull out. And yeah. That's, but then you probably get a bit greedy and like, hang on to it a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah, then, well, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's it's working out when... Yeah. And it's, 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 almost, well, it's not impossible, but you'd have to keep tracking yeah. the trend and making sure that you're yeah. aware of, you know, where that trend starts and to peter off. Greedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard when you're making money online to, to sell. So we'll, we'll touch base with that later in the year when we, we talk a bit more about selling uh, yeah. your online business. So that's tip number three. Tip number four is what we call SWOT, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And that's part of your business planning is that you should do, um, you know, basically planning around your whole business and looking at the strengths of your product, the weaknesses of it, what opportunities there are and what threats there are. And threats I mean by what competition, what's the competition doing and all that. So do an analysis of it. Um, we won't go too much into SWAT here, but if you want to know a bit more about it, um, we'll put some links in the show notes and you can look at how you can do a business plan, which would include SWAT. Uh, we use Live Plan, which is a software which puts together um, you know, a template for you for your business plan. Highly recommend it. It's a really easy way to actually get a business plan together and do that SWOT analysis. The other uh, tip, which is number five, is one that I always like is phone a friend. Okay, so when you come up with a business idea or a product idea, you sometimes fall in love with it and you get clouded vision. So you think it's going to be successful. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. You just think this is going to be successful no matter what. You know, I'm in love with this product. Everyone's going to buy it. The best thing to do is phone a good friend of yours and say to them, hey, look, what do you think about this product? Get some honest opinions well, any, on it. Any friend, whether they have no sense of business whatsoever or a business friend. Well, yeah, I guess it's probably someone that's, you know, a bit more business-minded. But, you know, I mean, everyone's got friends that are, you know, on Family, business. family, because family, family sometimes... Well, family and friends. Friends are family. Family are friends. Not <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> oh. Don't let your parents see this. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're my mom and dad. I wouldn't... <laughs> No, but you could ring them and yeah. say, "Hey, look, I've got this business idea." Yeah. What do you think? And they're, well, yeah. they're not—they're not necessarily in business at the moment, but they're going to no. give you a good. I mean, they're retired teachers. They have, you know, basic level of knowledge. Yeah, but I mean, they're going to give you an honest opinion of what yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, if you say, "Well, I'm going to sell this teddy bear that um, has got a coffee cup um, attached to it, and people are going to drink the coffee cup because they love teddy bears," I mean, that's a ridiculous idea. No one's ever going to buy that. You know, so but you might be in love with that. You know, I mean, that's a massive exaggeration, but you know, yeah. you see what I mean. It's about getting yeah. someone to actually pull you out of that. Yeah, but you've got to be careful who, like, like I said, family. But you, you've got to be careful as well because. Maybe you get advice from a couple of people. Exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying one person. Yeah. I think oh, you've, okay. you've got to canvas it over a number of people. But one thing that I've seen is people don't like, you know, approaching people about it. You know, they don't like, um, 
you know, being questioned about their idea. And, and that's the hardest thing to do is actually phone a friend and and get criticism about your product. Um, but sometimes that's the best way to validate it. Yeah, they'll see holes in it where you might not have. And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or areas to just look at further, do some more research or whatever. Yeah. So with those five tips, that's what I would kind of do with your shortlist. You know, so run those products through those five areas and see how they all pan out. Once you come down with a sort of a final product, I would move on to these second two, these second to last tips, which is number six, is you can, you know, do what we call a um, like a, a survey. So you can actually go and survey a group of, of people, just members of the public. And there's different options for this online where you can put a product out there and, and get it surveyed to see if it's going to be useful uh, to people and they'll give you feedback. The other thing you can do is set it up on a crowdfunding um, platform like, um, uh, what are the crowdfunding platforms? They escaped me right now. But I'll put some links in the show notes for them. The crowdfunding platforms basically will validate a, a product idea because people won't fund your product so if they don't think it's going to be a success. So you can set it up on a crowdfunding platform, see if it um, if people are going to fund it, and you know that that's a good way to validate it. These the survey and the crowdfunding things take a bit more time and expense to do. So you would only want to do that once you've got your sort of final product set up. Mm-hmm. And the last one which some people do, I personally don't do this, but you can do what they call a pre-sale offer. So that's when you set up a landing page or a website with your product on it and you basically pre-sell it. So you advertise on Facebook or Google um, or on social media, um, promote it, and you basically sell the product before you manufacture it. So then what you're saying to people is, hey, look, we've got this product. It's this fancy new pair of shoes. If you're interested in it, then um, pre-purchase price is this. It's like a 50% discount off what we'll be retailing at in six months' time. And what you're doing is you're going to sit, you're trying to see how many sales you can get. If you get a good amount of sales, then you go into production of the product, you make it, and then you send it out to those pre-sale people and then put the price up and sell it as a normal product. So the other seven tips, that's the other seven ways that I look to validate a business idea or a product. Um, what you want to do is just work through that brainstorming list, try and come up with the final one, run um, tips six and seven through it and see if your, if your product is going to be um, viable to sell. It yeah. should give you basically a good <laughs> certainty around if the idea is good or not. So that's the whole point of it, is making sure that the idea is you know, going to be viable to sell because you don't want to lose money on it. And I will hand you over to the ever impatient Emily. Thank you. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll um, put all that down somewhere. That was an awful lot of information. That's all right. It's in the show notes. If <laughs> <laughs> you've got half a day, go and read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've little faith. <laughs> right. Um, right. Oh, well, I'm just going to share with you um, a recipe that I came across recently, and I've been making them this week, and they are so yummy. Mm. Um, they're called Bliss Balls, and they're so, so easy to make. Mm. I can't believe it. So they're all it's all just raw ingredients, and, you know, we're all pushed for time. We know, No one ever has any time. So these, these are brilliant. They take literally 10 minutes to make. Keep them in the fridge, and you've got them all week. And they're a great little thing to, you know, 
have a snack when you're at work, you know, you've got 10 minutes, you have a cup of tea, you can have one of these, or going to the gym, or just finish the gym. They're just great for that. And also, I'll give you a little sneaky tip of putting some alcohol in some of them as well, if you want. Oh, it's a week. Like it. a little weekend treat. <laughs> we put those. Yeah. All right, good. So, um, <laughs> what all you need is a cup of dates, a third of a cup of coconut oil. Coconut oil is really, really good, um, like in desserty things. Mm. Uh, a cup of nuts, and it says in the recipe almonds, cashews, or Brazils. I used. Um, I actually just used uh, cashew nuts, which work really, really well, but. I think any nut, any mm. nut would work. Mm. Oh, pecans would be good. Pecans, I'm try pecans next time. And um, half a cup of desiccated coconut and a third of a cup of cocoa powder. That's it. Literally, you just mix all of that together, whiz it in a food processor and store them in your fridge and you're done. Oh, the, another option you could do actually, because I did do that, putting them all, everything in mixing it, but actually, what another good idea is to leave the coconut, desiccated coconut separate and then um, when you roll up the balls, roll them into the coconut. So they've got like a coconut. Oh, nice. Yeah, I do like that. So there's no baking? No baking, nothing. That's pretty quick. Yeah, I know. We've got some. But I put some alcohol on that. Oh, great. So, yeah. Could be after 5 p.m. Well, I've put amaretto in mine. And that, yeah, almond liqueur. Amazing. But I think traditionally you can put rum in them. Oh, right. Yeah, that's kind of like the old rum ball sort of thing. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, well, something to look forward to later. After tennis. <laughs> After tennis, yep. yep. So today's our tennis day. We go and mm. play tennis in the afternoons, although we're not really particularly fantastic tennis players. We just yeah. enjoy it, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today. So that's all we've got for in, uh, time for in episode 96. And uh, look. Have a look at the show notes. As Emily said, there's plenty to look at in there. And, um, you, you know, um, I'll put that recipe in there too. Try the recipe. And yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Elevating Business. Make sure to check out our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more tips and tricks for how you can grow and make your business more successful.